have to wait for the little beeps, right? There we go. Um, good afternoon. The meeting will come to order. This is the May 25th, 2022 Budget and Appropriations Committee meeting. I'm Supervisor Hillary Ronan, Chair of the Budget and Appropriations Committee. I'm joined by committee members Asha, Supervisor Asha Safai, the Vice Chair, Gordon Marr, Connie Chan, and President Walton will be joining us shortly. Our clerk is Brent Halipa, and I would like to thank Michael Baltazar from SFGovTV for broadcasting in this meeting. Mr. Clerk, do you have any announcements? Do I need to do that again? I think I may need to do that again. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, Madam Chair. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I'm late, so I apologize to everyone. Uh, the meeting will come to order. This is the May 25th, 2022 Budget and Appropriations Committee meeting. I'm Supervisor Hillary Ronan, Chair of the Budget and Appropriations Committee. I'm joined by Vice Chair Supervisor Asha Safai, Supervisors Gordon Marr and Connie Chan, and we will be joined by President Shimon Walton shortly. Our clerk is Brent Halipa, and I would like to thank Michael Baltazar from SFGov TV for broadcasting this meeting. Mr. Clerk, do you have any announcements? Thank you, Madam Chair. With our return to the chamber, just a friendly reminder for those in attendance to make sure to silence all cell phones and electronic devices. Uh, the Board of Supervisors and its committees are now convening hybrid meetings uh, that allow in-person attendance and public comment while still providing remote access and public comment via telephone. Uh, the board recognizes that equitable public access is essential and will be taking public comment as follows. <laughs> first public comment will be taken on each item on this agenda. Those attending in person will be allowed to speak first <laughs> and then we'll take those who are uh, waiting the telephone line. Uh, for those watching either channels 26, 78 or 99 and sfgovtv.org, the public call-in number is streaming across the screen. That number is 415-655-0001. Again, that's 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 24800696647. Then press pound and then pound again. When connected, you will hear the meeting discussions, but you will be muted and in listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up and public comment is called, those joining us in person should line up. Uh, to speak along the curtains, and those on the telephone should dial star three to be added to the speaker line. If you're on your telephone, please remember to turn down your TV and all listening devices you may be using. As previously mentioned, we will take public comment from those attending in person first, and then we'll go to our public comment telephone line. Alternatively, you may submit public comment in writing in either of the following ways. Email them to myself, uh, the Budget and Appropriations Committee Clerk at B-R-E-N-T dot j-a-l-i-p-a at s-f-g-o-v dot o-r-g if you submit public comment via email it will be forwarded to the supervisors and also included as part of the official file you may also send your written comments via u.s postal service to our office in city hall that's one dr carlton b goodlett place room 244 san francisco california 94102 and finally items acted upon today are expected to appear on the board of supervisors agenda of June 7th, unless otherwise stated. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, and Mr. Clerk, can you please call items one, two, and three together? 
Uh, yes, item number one is a hearing to consider the mayor's May proposed budget for the Airport Commission, Board of Appeals, Department of Building Inspection, Child Support Services, Office of County Education, Department of the Environment, Law Library, Municipal Transportation Agency, Port Public Library, San Francisco Public Utilities Commission, the Residential Rent Stabilization and Arbitration Board, and Retirement System for fiscal years 2022 to 2023 and 2023 to 2024. Item two is the proposed budget and appropriation ordinance appropriating all estimated receipts and all estimated expenditures for said departments as of May 1st, 2022 uh, for fiscal years 2022 to 2023 and 2023 to 2024. Item three is the proposed annual salary ordinance enumerating positions of the proposed budget and appropriation ordinance for said departments as of May 1st, 2022 uh, for fiscal years 2022 to 2023 and 2023 to 2024. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment um, should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2480-069-6647 and press pound twice. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three, line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand and please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you so much. Um, and I first just wanted to start out by thanking Santiago Lerma from my office for all of his prep um, for this committee and for today. Uh, and, he, and I will just be making a few comments to explain how uh, we're gonna go through this kind of uh, agenda where we're gonna be jumping around a lot. So today we will be hearing from the budget and legislative analyst and their reports on the operating budgets for six departments whose budget presentations we heard last week. Specifically, the airport, Department of Building Inspections, the Port, Public Library, Public Utilities Commission, and the Retirement System. Once the BLA has presented its report, the departments will have the opportunity to agree or object to the recommendations. If the department has trailing legislation, we will call that trailing legislation along with the BLA report, and that's why we're going to be doing all the jumping around the agenda. Uh, we will hear items four and five, uh, which aren't tied to any specific department at the end of the meeting today. So with that, um, I wanted to call up Dan Goncher, and really thank you for all your work, Mr. Goncher, uh, to begin with his report on the Airport Commission. Thank you, Chair Ronan. Dan Goncher with the Budget and Legislative Analyst Office. Our recommendations for the airport are contained on page three of our report. We recommend our recommended reductions to the proposed budget total $7,468,405 in fiscal year 22-23. Of that amount, um, $5,313,824 are ongoing savings and $2,154,581 are one-time savings. A recommended reduction to the proposed budget total $6,011,839 in fiscal year 23-24. Of that amount, $5,317,159 are ongoing savings and $694,680 are one-time savings. These reductions would still allow an increase of over $145 million or 12.6% in the department's fiscal year 23-24 budget. It's our understanding that we do have agreement with the department and we're available for any questions that might, you might have. Thank you so much. Um, and I know that Dennis Payton and Diana Bullock are here. I uh, just wanted to get your confirmation 
that you agree with these recommendations. I think you're online. Good afternoon, Chair Ronan, members of the committee. My name is Denise Payton, and I'm the Operating and Capital Planning Budget Director at the airport. Um, I'm pleased to say that the airport is in agreement with the BLA, and we'd like to thank Mr. Holliber and Mr. Gonser for their partnership throughout this process. Thank you. Thank you so much. Colleagues, any questions? Nope. Okay, so to the controller's office, um, we please note that it is this committee's intention to accept the airport commission's budget with the BLA's recommendations. Thank you. Uh, since there is no trailing legislation related to the airport, we will move on to the next department, which is Department of Building Inspections. Mr. Goncher. Thank you, Chair Ronan. Our recommendations for the Department of Building Inspection are contained on page 12 of our report. Specifically, we recommended reductions to the proposed budget totaling $418,950 in fiscal year 22-23. Of that amount, $218,950 are ongoing savings and $200,000 are one-time savings. These reductions would still allow an increase of about $3.4 million or 3.8% in the department's fiscal year 22-23 budget. Our recommended reductions to the proposed budget total $200,000 in fiscal year 23-24, and all of those are ongoing savings. It's our understanding that the department is in agreement with our recommendations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mr. Raven, um, is that true? Are you in agreement? Um, yes, uh, I'll get to that momentarily. Um, good afternoon, Chair Ronan and Supervisors, and thank you to the budget analyst for uh, working with us on this. And yes, we are pleased to say we are in agreement with the budget analyst's recommendations. Fantastic. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Colleagues, any questions? No, seeing none. Um, to the controller, please note that it's this committee's intention to accept DBI's budget with the BLA's recommendations. Thank you. And with the next department, we do have trailing legislation. So Mr. Clerk, can you please call item number seven? Thank you, Madam Chair. <clears throat> Pardon. Item number seven is a resolution authorizing the Port Commission to accept and expand the grant in the amount of approximately $73.5 million uh, in fiscal year 2022 and 2023 and approximately $27.3 million in fiscal year 2023 to 2024 for an amount of approximately $100 million plus uh, additional amounts up to 15% of the original grant amount they may be offered from the California State Lands Commission for any lawful purpose and authorizing the Port Director to enter into one or more grant agreements with the State of California State Lands Commission for approximately $58.2 million. Um, members of the public who wish to uh, provide comment uh, on this resolution should call 415-655-0001, meeting ID 2480069-6647 to press pound twice. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate that you've raised your hand and please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. And just to, um, just a note, uh, for the current speaker in line, uh, if you're going to provide comment on items two and three, uh, the budget as a whole, uh, we're, we will hold that public comment as soon as, uh, as, soon as most of the agenda is, uh, has already been dispensed. So, um, yes, we're going to hold public comment on item seven first. So um, you can press star three to get back into the queue. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. 
Thank you. And and before we hear hear about this item, can I make a motion to excuse um, President Walton until he gets here? Yes, Madam Chair. On that, oh, um, we do need a second. Yes. Okay. On that motion by Chair Ronan, seconded by Member Marr, that um, Member Walton be excused until his arrival. Um, Vice Chair Safai, Safai, I Member Marr. Mar I, Member Chan. Jan, I. Uh, and Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, I. We have four ayes with uh, Member Walton excused until his arrival. Thank you so much. Great. So uh, the port did discuss this last week, but um, Katie Petrucioni, was that right? Yes, ma'am. Oh, yay. Is here to answer any questions or if you have any additional comments? I, I have a. 30-second summary of the item in front of you, or we can sure. rely. Go All right. Ahead. Thank you. Good afternoon, Chair Ronan, members of the committee. I'm Katie Petruccioni, the Port's Deputy Director of Finance and Administration, here this afternoon to seek consideration on an accept and expend resolution for a total amount of $100.8 million in stimulus funding to support the Port's upcoming biennial budget. As Executive Director Forbes did mention in her budget presentation last week, the port has allocated these funds to both capital and operating expense in an effort to offset the nearly 40% revenue loss that we've suffered as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. This resolution also requests that the board authorize the Executive Director to enter into a grant agreement with the State of California for these funds. As you will recall, this is the second accept and expend resolution that the board has seen for port stimulus funding. All told, we've been allocated $114 million by the State Lands Commission. These grant funds require no match. They will allow the port to avoid layoffs in the next two fiscal years. They will restore many COVID-related cuts and support the rebuilding of the port's fund balance. We appreciate your review, and I am absolutely available to answer questions. Thank you so much. Colleagues, any questions? Nope, seeing none, let's open this item up for public comment. Uh, yes, members of the public uh, who wish to speak on this item and are joining us currently here in the chamber, go ahead and line up now. However, uh, those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001, enter the meeting ID of 24800696647, then press pound twice. Once connected, you will need to press star three to enter the speaker line. For those all already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and that will begin your, your queue, uh, that will be your queue to begin your comments on this resolution uh, regarding the Port Commission's accept and expend grant. We have no speakers here in the chamber. Uh, let's see, Jaime, do we have any on the telephone? Do we have a caller on the line? That appears to be an unattended line, and there was only one. Can you hear me now? Now we can, yes. Okay, it's uh, David Pilpel. Good afternoon. So I had a comment on items one to three. Those were called, and you asked for public comment. Uh, I'd like to make those 
uh, comments now. I waited for a number of hours last week. I don't know if you ever took public comment on the budget uh, generally. If so, it was uh, very late. I had to leave for uh, two other meetings, so uh, I would like to make my public comment on items one to three uh, now. May I do that? No. Right now we're taking public comment on item seven. We will take public comment on items one, two, and three at the end of the meeting. Can you give me a sense of when that will be so that I can plan my afternoon? I, I'm sorry. This is, as you know, this is the way public comment works. We're, we're, we have no idea how many questions different members will have. Okay. Well, there's nothing on the website about public comment for uh, today. The budget pages are all old from last year, either Supervisor Ronan's uh, pages or the generalsf.gov uh, pages. There is very little information, no current information for the public about schedule or expectations for public comment. Um, the documents are hard to find, if at all, so I'm very concerned about that, and that was part of my public comment. I have no issue with the accept and expend uh, resolution for the uh, ARPA uh, funds uh, with the port, uh, uh, the port uh, director, uh, Forbes, and uh, uh, Katie Petruccioni and the whole staff there doing a fine job, accept and expend, that's all good, but I would like to be able to make my general public comment uh, as soon as possible on items one, two, and three. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your comment, Mr. Pilpel, and I'll make sure that we are updating the website uh, immediately. Is there any other public comment on this item? Madam Chair, there are no more speakers in the queue. Public comment is now closed. Oh, I, I am so sorry, uh, Madam Chair. It appears to be one more. Uh, Jaime, if we can uh, unmute that caller, please. Sorry, Madam Chair, I take that back. There are no more colors in the queue. <laughs> no problem. Public comment is now closed. Um, I am happy to make a motion to send item seven to the full board with positive recommendation. Can I have a second? Seconded by Supervisor Chan. Can we have a roll call vote? On that motion uh, by Chair Ron and seconded by Member Chan that this resolution be forwarded to the full board with a positive recommendation. Vice Chair Safai. Safai, aye. Member Mar. Aye. Mar, aye. Member Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Uh, Member Walton is excused. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. We have four ayes with Member Walton excused. Thank you so much. And now we're going to hear from Mr. Goncher on the port's budget. Thank you, Chair Ronan. Our recommendations for the Port of San Francisco are summarized on page 16 of our report. Our recommended reductions for the proposed budget total $393,836 in fiscal year 22-23. Of that amount, $43,836 are ongoing savings and $350,000 are one-time savings. Those reductions would still allow an increase of over $100 million or 108.5% in the department's fiscal year 22-23 budget. Our recommended reductions to the proposed budget um, total $44,144 in fiscal year 23-24, and all of those recommended reductions are ongoing savings. My understanding is that the department does agree with our recommendations and we're available for any questions. Thank you, colleagues, any questions? Nope, seeing none, and making sure the port agrees with these recommendations. Madam Chair, yes, we are in agreement, and we appreciate the willingness of the budget and leg legislative analysts to negotiate with us. Wonderful, thank you so much. Um, so 
To the controller, please note that it is this committee's intention to accept the port's budget with the BLA's recommendation. Thank you so much. Um, now, where are we? Uh, Mr. Clerk, can you please call item number six? Yes, Madam Chair, item number six is a resolution authorizing the San Francisco Public Library to accept and expend a grant in the amount of approximately one million of in-kind gifts, services, and cash monies from the Friends of the San Francisco Public Library for direct support for a variety of uh, public programs and services in fiscal year 2022 and 2023. Uh, members of the public who wish to provide comment uh, on this resolution should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2480-069-6647 and press pound twice. If you haven't already done so, dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you so much. Hello, uh, Librarian Lampert. <laughs> Good afternoon, Chair Ronan, committee members. Thank you so much for this opportunity to present this afternoon. The library appreciates this opportunity to present the library's FY23 request to accept and expend the annual grant award from the Friends and Foundation of the San Francisco Public Library. The library is extremely fortunate to have such robust annual support from the community, and we enjoy a model partnership with the Friends annual grant, allowing us to enhance the level of service that we're able to provide. The grant award for FY23 amounts to $1,002,647. This is a significant increase from the prior cycle. It's structured with a mix of unrestricted support for specific service lines and programs and a drawdown of donor-designated accounts and endowed funds. These funds cover costs not covered by the Library Preservation Fund. Some of the highlights for the upcoming fiscal year include $100,000 in funding for the library's signature Summer Stride program, including hundreds of STEM activities for youth while they're out of school this summer, $30,000 for our annual One City, One Book San Francisco Reads program, and we're pleased to announce this year's title, This is Ear Hustle, about the award-winning podcast by the same name. $54,000 in grants for the main library, $109,000 in grants to branches, $189,000 for the James C. Hormel LGBTQIAA Plus Center, $91,000 from the Wiley Innovation Fund to support implementation of the library's racial equity plan, and there's also $40,000 in support for the next Night of Ideas event to be held in 2023 in partnership with KQED. So we appreciate the thousands of grassroots donors and friends for their investments that makes this grant award possible. And I appreciate the budget and appropriation committee's consideration of the resolution authorizing the San Francisco Public Library to accept and expend the annual grant award totaling $1,002,647 for FY23. Thank you. Thank you so much. Any questions, colleagues? Seeing none, can we open this item up for public comment? Thank you, Madam Chair. Members of the public who wish to speak on this uh, on this resolution uh, and are joining us in person should line up now along the curtains. Uh, for those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. Enter the meeting ID of 
0696647, then press pound twice. Once connected, you will uh, need to press star three to enter the speaker line. Uh, for those already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and there'll be a queue to begin your comments. We have no in-person speakers here in the chamber. Uh, Jaime, can you unmute our first caller, please? Uh, David Philpel again. So on the Friends and Foundation of uh, the library, although I certainly and hope but presumably the city appreciates uh, their support, I think given what's been uh, discussed in the past uh, few years about uh, corruption or the potential for that, the Parks Alliance, uh, Friends of City Planning, uh, entities like that, I think it would be good to uh, have an orderly uh, closure of all of the Friends of City Department uh, entities. Uh, I believe Friends of San Francisco Environment uh, is in the process of shutting down. I believe Friends of City Planning has already been shut down. Um, I believe that there are continuing issues with the Parks Alliance. I just think that we are no longer well served by having uh, these entities. It creates uh, the opportunity for um, issues and problems and requires lots of uh, legal and compliance uh, reviews. And at this point, the benefits do not uh, outweigh uh, the problems. Um, and so I would support uh, receiving these um, funds and, and support from the Friends and Foundation of the Library, but I would uh, look to the board to create legislation uh, to um, get rid of these uh, entities and look to the department's boards and commissions to unwind um, their relationships with them as soon as possible. I think we would all be uh, best served by that course of action. Thanks for listening. Thank you, David Pilpel, for your comments. Uh, and Madam Chair, we have no more speakers in the queue. Then public comment is now closed. I'd like to make a motion to send this item to a full board with positive recommendations. Is there a second? Second. Seconded by President Walton. Can we have a roll call vote? On that motion that this resolution be forwarded to the full board with a positive recommendation uh, offered by Chair Ronan, seconded by Member Walton. Vice Chair Safai. Aye. Safai, aye. Member Marr. Aye. Marr, aye. Member Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Member Walton. Aye. Walton, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. We have five ayes. Thank you. The motion passes unanimously. Mr. Goncher, can we now hear your report on the budget, the library's budget? Sure. Thank you, Chair Ronan. Our recommended reductions uh, to the proposed budget for library are summarized on page 21 of our report, and they total $496,724 in fiscal year 22-23. Of that amount, 145,000 are ongoing savings and $351,724 are one-time savings. These reductions would still allow an increase of a little over $14 million or 8.2% in the department's fiscal year 22-23 budget. Our recommended reductions to the proposed budget total $145,000 in fiscal year 23-24 and all of those recommended reductions are ongoing savings. Those re reductions would still allow an increase of about $124,000 or 0.4% in the department's 23-24 budget. And we're available for any questions. Thank you. And just confirming with the department that you agree with the budget and legislative analyst's recommendations. Yes, Chair Ronan, we're in full alignment. And I want to thank Sarah Flam for her partnership and working with the department. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Colleagues, any questions, comments? 
Seeing none, to the controller, please note that it's this committee's intention to accept the library's budget with the budget and legislative analyst recommendations. Thank you so much. Um, next, we have the PUC, and if you could call um, item number eight first. Yes, Madam Chair. Item number eight this is an ordinance appropriating approximately $1.5 million of Clean Power SF revenue for Clean Power SF uh, capital improvements and approximately $2.1 million in California Public Utilities Commission grant funds to implement the disadvantaged communities' green tariff and community solar green tariff programs for fiscal year 2022 to 2023. Members of the public who wish to provide comment on this ordinance should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2480-069-6647, then press pound twice. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three, line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments, Madam Chair. Thank you so much, and, and just to note, items eight through 14 are all trailing items to the PUC's budget. We're calling them in chunks according to how the BLA reported on them. So I will just note that uh, the PUC reported on all of these items in its budget presentation uh, last week. We don't need to hear anything more from you unless there's questions, unless you wanna present anything new, but we will hear from the BLA about their report on the items. That's fine, Madam Chair. Okay, great. Okay. So, Mr. Goncher, um, on item number eight? Yes, Chair Ronan. Item eight is an ordinance appropriating $1,586,046 in clean power SF revenues to fund capital projects and $2,141,546 in California Public Utilities Commission grant funds to fund the disadvantaged communities green tariff and community solar green tariff programs in fiscal year 22-23. The total appropriation is $3,727,592. The Clean Power SF Capital Improvement Program includes funding of approximately $62 million, all of which is funded by customer revenues from power sales. Of the 62 million, 79% will fund the local renewal energy program, and the remaining 21% will fund the Clean Power SF Customer Program. The local uh, renewable energy program funds the development of new renewable energy uh, and battery storage facilities to help Clean Power SF meet its renewable energy mix targets. Funding in fiscal year 22-23 would go towards planning, design, construction, management, and environmental review. The Clean Power SF customer program funds the development and implementation of programs that incentivize customers to invest in clean energy technology and decarbonization tools. Incentives are available uh, for residences and businesses investing in solar insulation, solar water heating, and electric vehicles. The program includes a feed-in tariff to procure local renewable energy through long-term power purchase agreements. Funding in fiscal year 22-23 would go towards staffing, incentives, and consultants for each of these programs. Uh, as directed by Assembly Bill 327, the California Public Utilities Commission created the disadvantaged communities green tariff and community solar green tariff programs to increase the use of renewable energy in disadvantaged communities. The San Francisco PUC received approval of a grant from the CPUC in April 
of last year to implement the programs for next year. Exhibit one on page five of our report shows the sources and uses of the proposed appropriation in next year's budget. And we do recommend approval of this item. Okay, thank you so much. Colleagues, any questions on item number eight? Nope. Can we please open item number eight up for public comment? Yes, members of the public who wish to speak on this item and are joining us in person should line up to speak now. Uh, for those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2480069-6647, then press pound twice. Once connected, press star three to enter the speaker line. Uh, for those already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and that will be your queue to begin your comments. We have no in-person speakers here in the chamber, and we have no callers on uh, the telephone, Madam Chair. And public comment is closed. I would like to make a motion to send uh, this item to the full board with positive recommendation. Can I get a second? Second. Seconded by President Walton. Can we have a roll call vote? Yes, on that motion by Chair Ronan, seconded by Member Walton, that this ordinance be forwarded to the full board with a positive recommendation. Vice Chair Safai. Safai, aye. Member Marr? Aye. Marr, aye. Member Chan? Aye. Chan, aye. Member Walton? Aye. Walton, aye. Chair Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. We have five ayes. The item passes unanimously. Mr. Clerk, can you now please call items 9 and 10 together? Uh, yes, item number 9 is an ordinance appropriating a total of approximately uh, $211 million of Hetch Hetchy revenue, cap and trade revenue, and power and water revenue bonds for the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission, uh, Hetch Hetchy Capital Improvement Program for fiscal year uh, 2022 to 2023, and placing approximately $141 million of power bonds and approximately $67 million of water bonds by project on controller's reserves subject to the controller's certification of funds availability including proceeds for, of indebtedness and for construction-related expenditures, excluding program management, planning, and design for these projects, as applicable, uh, is also subject to the prior occurrence of the SFPUCs and the Board of Supervisors' discretionary adoption uh, of CEQA findings for projects following a review and consideration of completed project-related environmental analysis where required And item 9... <coughs> Uh, is an ordinance appropriating a total of approximately $211 million of Hetch Hetchy revenue cap and trade revenue and uh, power and water revenue bonds for the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission, Hetch Hetchy Capital Improvement Program for fiscal year 2022 to 2023, and placing approximately $141 million of power bonds um, and approximately $67 million of water bonds by project on the controller's reserve. Uh, subject to the control certification of funds availability, including proceeds of indebtedness and for construction-related expenditures, excluding program management, planning, and design for these projects as ap applicable, and <clears throat> is also subject to the prior occurrence of SFPUCs and the Board of Supervisors' discretionary adoption of sequel findings for projects following review and consideration of completed uh, project-related environmental analysis where required. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2480069-6647. Then press pound twice. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. Assistant prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and may begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you, Mr. Goncher. Can you please report on items nine and 10? 
Absolutely. Uh, Chair Renan. Um, oh, actually, oh, uh, I am so sorry, Madam Chair. I read the same title twice. <laughs> uh, if, if I can read item 10. Absolutely. I'm, I am so sorry. No uh, item number 10 is an ordinance authorizing the issuance and sale of tax exempt and taxable power revenue bonds and other forms of indebtedness as described by the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission hit an aggregate principal amount not to exceed approximately 140.9 million to finance the costs of various capital projects benefiting the power enterprise under the charter, including amendments to the charter enacted by the voters on June 5th, 2018, commonly referred to as Proposition A, authorizing the issuance of power revenue refunding bonds and declaring the official intent of the commission to reimburse itself with one or more issues of tax exempt or taxable bonds or other forms of indebtedness and ratifying previous actions taken in connection therewith. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Mr. Goncher. Thank you, Chair Ronan. Um, items nine and 10 are both ordinances. Um, uh, item number nine is an ordinance appropriating approximately $211 million of water revenue uh, bonds, po power revenue bonds, cap and trade revenues, and Hetch Hetchy water and power revenues. Item 10 is an ordinance authorizing the Public Utilities Commission to issue approximately $141 million in power revenue bonds to fund Hetch Hetchy water and power enterprise capital projects. As we note in our report, between 2014 and 2020, the Board of Supervisors authorized approximately $536 million in power revenue bonds, of which about 164 million were issued and about 372 million were authorized but not issued. Approval of new power revenue bonds would increase total authorization to approximately $677 million and authorized but not issued bonds to about 513 million. According to the department's 10-year uh, financial plan, PUC plans to issue 110 million in power revenue bonds in uh, next year. And the total issuance over the 10 years through fiscal year 2031-32 is 605 million. If the PUC issues 110 million in power revenue bonds next year, the PUC will continue to have about $403 million in authorized and unissued power revenue bonds. According to uh, SFPUC staff, this authorization is projected to be fully utilized to meet the approved capital spending requirements of the power enterprise. The sources and uses of the appropriated funds are shown in table one on page 10 of our report. The projects funded by the appropriated funds are subject to final approval by the PUC uh, and the Board of Supervisors for the CEQA uh, findings, the California Environmental Quality Act. The, the PUC may issue taxable or tax exempt bonds in one or more series through either a negotiated or competitive sale. The PUC is to report to the Board of Supervisors within 30 days of the bond issuance on the principal amount sold and method of sale, the true interest cost, the final maturity, the facilities constructed and or improved, and a statement about the remaining bond, bonding authorization. We note in our report uh, regarding power rates that SFPUC is currently undergoing a rate study evaluating rates for Hetch Hetchy and Clean Power SF customers. According to the 10-year financial plan, PUC expects to increase Hetch Hetchy customer rates, which includes rates charged to city agencies, by 9.8% in fiscal year 22-23 and 8.4% in fiscal year 23-24. 
given that the 10-year financial plan projects annual Hetch Hetchy fund balances and debt service coverage ratios that exceed SFPUC policy and bond covenants, the Board of Supervisors should request a report from the PUC on proposed Hetch Hetchy and Clean Power SF customer rate increases in the next two years prior to the, the Budget Appropriation Committee's recommendations in June of this year. Thank you. Um, oh. oh, go ahead. That was nine. Uh, sorry, I just have two more quick comments. If please, okay, sure. Um, so, sorry. Um, as I previously mentioned, previously mentioned, file twenty-two zero four nine nine states that the PUC should submit a report to the clerk of the Board of Supervisors following the sale of the Powell Revenue Bond, showing the results of the transaction. The proposed ordinance should be amended to state that the required report detailing issuance of Powell Revenue Bonds approved by file 22-0499 will be included in the legislative files for the respective ordinances. And we do recommend approval of both files, uh, sorry, recommend approval of file 22-0499 as amended and uh, approval of file 22-0498. Thank you. Okay. Um, thank you. So, colleagues, any questions, comments? No? Can we open this, uh, these two items up for public comment? Yes, Madam Chair. Members of the public who wish to speak on these items and are joining us in person should line up to speak now. Um, uh, for those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. Enter the meeting ID of 2480069-6647 and press pound twice. Once connected, you will need to press star three uh, to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and as your queue to begin your comments. We have no in-person speakers here in the chamber. Uh, Jaime, do we have any on the line? Madam Chair, we have no speakers. Public comment is now closed. So I would like to amend item Okay, so first item number nine. I'd like to make a motion to send item number nine to the full board with positive recommendation. Can I get a second? Second. Seconded by President Walton. Can we have a roll call vote? On that motion uh, to send uh, file number 220499. No, no, for 220498. Oh, 498. Apologies. Okay. Um, on that motion to send file number 220498 to the full board with a, pos uh, with a positive recommendation, um, made by Chair Ronan and seconded by Member Walton. Vice Chair Safai. Safai, aye. Member Marr. Aye. Marr, aye. Member Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Member Walton. Aye. Walton, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. We have five ayes. Thank you. And now I'd like to make a motion to amend item 10. Uh, to um, state that the required report detailing issuance of power revenue bonds will be included in the legislative file. Can we take a roll call on that amendment? Or can I get a second for that amendment? Second. Second by President Walton. Can we have a roll call vote? On that motion, uh, to amend uh, the ordinance in file number 220499 uh, to state that the required report uh, detailing issuance of power revenue bonds will be included in the file, uh, Vice Chair Safai. Safai, aye. Member Marr? Aye. Marr, aye. Member Chan? Chan, aye. Member Walton? Aye. Walton, aye. Chair Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. We have five ayes. 
The motion passed unanimously. And now can I make a motion to send item 10 to the full board as amended with positive recommendation? Can I have a second? Second. Seconded by President Walton. Can I have a roll call vote? On that motion that uh, that ordinance be forwarded to the full board with a positive recommendation as amended, Vice Chair Safai. Safai, I member Mar. Mar, I, Member Chan. Chan, I, Member Walton. Aye. Walton, I, Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, I, we have five ayes. That uh, motion passed unanimously. Supervisor Chan? And my assumption that we will request a report on the hedge hedgy and clean power customer rates, whether it's going to be increased or not, um, in June? Yes, and um, Ms. Uh, General Manager Herrera, can you just confirm that you're able to do that? For us. I apologize. I did not hear the question. Oh, the question is that we, we will uh, expect a, a report from SFPUC just specifically about Hetch Hetchy and the Clean Power SF customer rate increase or not. Maybe you're not going to increase the rates, but we will hear from you back again in June. Sure. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying, Supervisor Chan. Uh, Mr. Clerk, can you please call items 11 and 12 together? Yes, Madam Chair. Item 11 is an ordinance authorizing the issuance and sale of tax-exempt or taxable uh, wastewater revenue bonds and other forms of indebtedness uh, by the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission in an aggregate principal amount not to exceed approximately $704 million to finance the cost of various capital wastewater projects benefiting the wastewater enterprise pursuant to the amendments uh, to amendments to the charter of the city and county enacted by the voters on November 5th, 2002 as Proposition E, authorizing the uh, issuance of wastewater revenue refunding bonds and the retirement of outstanding wastewater enterprise commercial paper, declaring the official intent of the commission to reimburse itself with one or more issues of tax-exempt bonds and other forms of indebtedness and ratifying previous actions taken in connection therewith. Item number 12 is an ordinance appropriating a total of approximately $793 million of proceeds from revenue bonds, State of California Water Resources Control Board, revolving loan funds, state loan funds, uh, or grant funds, which is state grant funds, wastewater revenue and capacity fees for the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission Wastewater uh, Enterprises Capital Improvement Program for fiscal year 2022-2023, and placing approximately $704.2 million in revenue bonds or state loan or grant funds by project on controller's reserve subject to the controller's certification of funds availability, including proceeds of indebtedness and for construction-related expenditures, excluding program management, planning, and design for these projects as applicable, uh, is also subject to the prior occurrence of the SFPUCs and the Board of Supervisors' discretionary option of um, adoption of California Environment Quality Act findings for projects following review and consideration of completed project-related environmental analysis where required. Members of the public who wish to provide a comment on those items should call 415-655-0001. Meeting ID is 2480-069-6647. Then press pound twice. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three lineup to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been admitted and you may begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you, Mr. Goncher. Thank you, Chair Ronan. Um, items 11 and 12 are both ordinances. 
Item number 11, uh, file 220500, is an ordinance authorizing the Public Utilities Commission to issue about $704 million in wastewater revenue bonds to fund wastewater enterprise capital projects. Item number 12, file 220501, is an ordinance appropriating about $793 million of wastewater revenue bond proceeds or state loan or grant funds, wastewater revenues, and wastewater capacity fees for the Wastewater Enterprises Capital Improvement Program for fiscal year 22-23 and placing approximately $704 million on controller's reserve. The San Francisco Public Utilities Commission may issue taxable or tax-exempt bonds in one or more series through either negotiated or competitive sale. Um, as we noted in, our, in the previous two items, the PUC is required to report to the Board of Advisors within 30 days of the bond issuance uh, regarding the principal amount sold and method of sale, the true interest cost, the final maturity, the facilities constructed and or approved, and a statement about the remaining bond authorization. The proposed ordinance, uh, file 220501, uh, appropriates approximately 793 million of bond proceeds, water re wastewater revenues, and capacity fees to various sewer system improvement program and wastewater projects in fiscal year 22-23, as shown in table one on page 18 of our report. San Francisco voters approved Proposition E in 2002, providing for the Board of Supervisors to authorize issuance of wastewater revenue bonds with three-fourths approval of the board members. To date, the board has authorized about $4.4 billion, of which $3.4 billion approximately has been issued, and approximately $987 million is authorized but not issued. Approval of the 700, approximately $704 million in new wastewater revenue bond authority would increase the amount of bonds authorized in accordance with Proposition E to about approximately $5.1 billion. The authorized and unissued bonds would be approximately $1.7 billion. According to the Public Utilities Commission's 10-year financial plan, the Commission will issue wastewater revenue bonds each year in fiscal year 22-23 through fiscal year 25-26, totaling approximately $2.145 billion which includes bonds previously authorized, bonds authorized in accordance with file 220500 and future authorizations. Uh, file 20837 stated SFPUC should submit a report to the clerk of the Board of Supervisors following sale of wastewater revenue bonds showing the results of the transaction. File 220500 has the same reporting requirement for $704.2 million in wastewater revenue bonds authorized under the ordinance. The PUC is planning to issue bonds approved in files uh, 180452, 200837, 220500 in fiscal year 22-23 through fiscal year 25-26 and therefore will need to submit the report to the clerk of the board after the sale of the bonds. The proposed ordinance should be amended in our uh, recommendation to state that the required report detailing issuance of wastewater revenue bonds approved by files 20, sorry, 20037 and 220500 will be included in the legislative files for the respective ordinances. Because the 10-year financial plan anticipates annual sewer rate increases of 6% between fiscal year 23-24 and 2029-30, decreasing to 5% in fiscal year 2030-31 and 31-32, 
The Board of Supervisors, we recommend that the Board should request an annual report on wastewater enterprise expenditures, fund balance, and debt service coverage ratio and the impact on sewer rates. We do recommend that the Board approve file 220500 as amended and file 220501. Thank you. Thank you. Can I just ask a quick question? So are you suggesting we amend to do both things or just request without amending the second one? Basically what Supervisor Jan was trying to correct yes. me on. Uh, sorry, great question. Yes, we do re um, are recommending amending the ordinance um, just to state that the required report will be in the legislative file and, and not to amend the ordinance, but to okay. request an annual report. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to confirm. Thank you. I would go, Supervisor Chan. Thank you, Chair Ronan. Thank you for that. Exactly what I have question about, and I know that already voted on that. But my assumption is, looking looking at both now the water, um, the wastewater rate, and and looking back in the previous one, it it, it looks like to me is saying that uh, for the current year or the upcoming year, there's going to be no increase, no rate increase. However, though, in the 23, 24, there will be a 6% increase. Uh, I, I just want to make sure. And, and because not knowing year by year, this is the reason why we, we do want the report to be include, included in the file, um, for us to understand how, how these changes are, or how these rate changes are made on an annual basis. Uh, that uh, through the chair, that is correct, uh, Supervisor Chan, and uh, there will be further files coming to the committee, and that would greatly uh, improve our ability to review those. All right. I know that we already voted on the previous item, but can, then similarly, though, because then what we just asked for the power rates, because seeing the power rate, again, there is actually an increase um, for, for the clean power SF rate, that be, with that amendments that we made, it will then allow us to continue to get a report from SFPUC for the rate increase or not, you know, but just the report. Um, so our, our recommendation for the previous item was to request a report uh, on the increases in the next two years uh, prior to the recommendations in June. Um, I believe uh, that is, uh, we referenced the um, sorry, we did reference um, that their fund balance, I think, is above their policy and bond covenants. So we thought it would be a good idea to for to for the committee to receive a report on that. Great, thank you so much. Thank you, Chair Ronan. Thank you so much. Um, is there any other questions or comments on this these two items? Seeing none, can we open this item up for public comment? Yes, Madam Chair, members of the public who wish to speak on these items and are joining us in person should line up now. Uh, for those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001, enter the meeting ID of 2480-069-6647, then press pound twice. Once connected, press star three to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and as your queue to begin your comments. We have no in-person speakers here in the chamber. Uh, Jaime, can you unmute our caller, please? Uh, David Pilpel again. So I have no particular objection to items 11 and 12 as to 
wastewater rates and PUC water and, and sewer rates uh, generally. Um, that's apparently become uh, fairly convoluted. There was a, I believe, five-year uh, rate adjustment package uh, that went through the PUC's Rate Fairness Board and was approved by the PUC uh, Commission, I believe, three or four uh, years ago. I'd have to go back and uh, check my notes. Um, somehow in the PUC's budget process this year, they've uh, chosen to not implement uh, the, I guess, final year of the five-year uh, rate increase. Uh, I objected to that during the PUC uh, rate hearings, uh, or excuse me, budget hearings in uh, January and February uh, this year. I believe that will deprive the PUC of needed uh, capital for uh, important uh, capital projects to uh, maintain uh, asset uh, life for the benefit of the ratepayers, and because the uh, the cost of uh, money is uh, increasing with uh, interest rate uh, increases uh, compared to. Uh, the value of uh, ratepayer-funded uh, uh, capital. Uh, I think that's going to be more expensive for the ratepayers in the future, so I think that's a bad idea. Meanwhile, there's a 5% rate surcharge that kicked in on April 1st uh, because of the drought. So it's hard to balance out what the capital needs are, what the costs are, what the rate funded revenues are. I absolutely think asking for a report at a minimum is a good idea and probably having a hearing uh, at some board committee on the status of PUC uh, rate um, revenues uh, would be a wise idea, and I uh, recommend that to you. Um, again, no issue with items 11 and 12 subject to those comments. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your comments, Mr. Pelpel. And Madam Chair, there are no more speakers in the queue. Public comment is now closed. I'd like to make a motion to um, amend item 11 to um, state that the required report detailing issuance of wastewater revenue bonds approved by files 20-0837 and 22-0500 will be included in the legislative files for the respective ordinances. Can we take a vote on that amendment? Or can I get a second? Second. Second by President Walton. Can we have a roll call vote? Uh, yes, on that motion by Chair Ronan, seconded by Member Walton, how to amend the uh, the ordinance in file number 220500, uh, as stated by uh, by the Chair. Vice Chair Safai. Safai, aye. Member Mar? Aye. Mar, aye. Member Chan? Chan, aye. Member Walton? Aye. Walton, aye. Chair Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. We have five ayes. Thank you. And can we, uh, making a motion to send this item to the full, or item 11 to the full board with a positive recommendation as amended. Can I get a second? Seconded by Supervisor Marr. Can we have a roll call vote? On that motion, uh, that the, that item 11, uh, be forwarded to the full board with a positive recommendation uh, as amended. Uh, Vice Chair Safai. Safai, I member Mar. Mar, I member Chan. Chan, I member Walton. Aye. Walton, I. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, I. We have five ayes. That motion passes unanimously, and I should have asked uh, General Manager. <laughs> this before we voted on this um, but we are going to request in 
annual report um, on wastewater enterprise expenditures, fund balances, and debt service coverage ratios, and the impact on sewer rights. Can you no do that for us? Thank That's you. That's fine. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and now I'd like to make a motion to send item 12 to the full board with positive recommendation. Can I have a second? Second. Seconded by Supervisor Mark. Can we have a roll call vote? On that motion by Chair Ronan, seconded by Member Moore, that the, uh, the ordinance and item 12 uh, be forwarded to the full board with a positive recommendation. Vice Chair Safai. Safai, aye. Member Mar? Aye. Mar, aye. Member Chan. Chan, aye. Member Walton. Aye. Walton, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. We have five ayes. The motion passes unanimously. Mr. Clerk, can you please call items 13 and 14 together? Yes, items 13 and 14. Item 13, is an ordinance authorizing the issuance and sale of tax-exempt or taxable water revenue bonds and other forms of indebtedness by the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission in an aggregate principal amount not to exceed approximately $141.4 million to finance the costs and various capital water projects benefiting the water enterprise uh, pursuant to amendments to the charter uh, of the city and county enacted by the voters on November 5th, 2022, uh, 2002, as Proposition E, authorizing the issuance of water revenue refunding bonds and the retirement of outstanding water enterprise commercial paper, declaring the official intent of the SFPUC to reimburse itself with one or more issues of tax exempt bonds or other forms of indebtedness and ratifying previous exaction, uh, previous actions taken in connection therewith. Um, and item 14 is an ordinance appropriating a total of approximately 122.5 million of proceeds from revenue bonds, State of California Water Resources, Control Board's revolving loan funds or grant funds, water revenues and water capacity fees for the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission, Water Enterprise Enterprises Capital Improvement Program for fiscal year 2022 to 2023 and deappropriating and reappropriating water capital project appropriations of approximately 38.3 million in fiscal year 2022 to 2023 and placing approximately 96.9 million uh, of revenue bond and state loan funds or state grant fund proceeds by project on controller's reserve subject to the controller's certification of funds availability, including proceeds of indebtedness and for construction-related expenditures, excluding program management, planning, and design for these projects as applicable, uh, is also subject to the prior occurrence of the SFPUCs and the Board of Supervisors' discretionary adoption of CEQA findings for projects uh, following review and consideration of completed project-related environmental analysis uh, where required. Members of the public who wish to provide comment on these items should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2480069-6647, and then press pound twice. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand, and please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and you may begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you so much. Mr. Gauncher? Thank you, Chair Renan. Um, item 13 is an ordinance authorizing the Public Utilities Commission to issue approximately $141.4 million in water revenue bonds to fund water enterprise capital projects. Uh, item 14 is an ordinance appropriating about $122.5 million in 
of water revenue bond proceeds or state loan or grant funds, water revenues, and water capacity fees for the Water Enterprises Capital Improvement Program for fiscal year 22-23, deappropriating and reappropriating water capital project appropriations of about $38.3 million in fiscal year 22-23, and placing about $96.9 million of water revenue bond and state loan or grant fund proceeds on controller's reserve. The San Francisco Public Utilities Commission may issue taxable or tax-exempt bonds in one or more series through either negotiated or competitive sale. Uh, as I referenced in the last uh, couple of uh, reports, the PUC is required to report to the Board of Supervisors within 30 days of the bond issuance, including on the principal amount sold or, and method of sale, the true interest cost, the final maturity, the facilities constructed and or improved, and a statement about the remaining bond authorization. The proposed ordinance um, appropriates $122.5 million in new funds to water enterprise projects in the 10-year capital plan for fiscal year 22-23 through fiscal year 2031-32, sorry. Uh, and $38.3 million in reappropriated funds to various water enterprise projects, as shown on Table 1 on page 26 of our report and Tables 2 and 3 on page 28 of our report. Regarding the Water System Improvement Program, the, bo the Board authorized about $3.1 billion in water revenue bonds for Water System Improvement Program, or WISIP, projects, of which about $2.9 billion have been issued and about $130.3 million is authorized but not issued. Regarding other water enterprise capital projects, the board authorized about $1.55 billion in water revenue bonds for other water enterprise capital projects, of which about $129.5 million have been issued and approximately $716.8 million, uh, yeah, million is authorized but not issued. If the board authorizes this $141.4 million in new revenue bond, water revenue bonds for water enterprise capital projects, total authorization increases to about $1.7 billion, and the amount of authorized and unissued bonds increases to about $858 million. The PUC's 10-year financial plan provides for issuing $406 million in water revenue bonds in fiscal year 22-23. Total water revenue bond issuances over the 10 years through fiscal year 2031-32 are $1.6 billion. File 20830 stated that the Public Utilities Commission should submit a report to the Clerk of the Board of Supervisors following the sale of the water revenue bonds, showing the results of the transaction. File 220503 has the same reporting requirement for $141 million in water revenue bonds authorized under the ordinance. The PUC is planning to issue bonds approved in files 20083 and, files, and file 220503 in fiscal year 2223, and therefore will need to submit the report to the Clerk of the Board of Supervisors after the sale of the bonds. The proposed ordinance should be amended in, uh, according to our recommendation to state that the required report detailing the issuance of wastewater revenue bonds approved by file 20.0830 and file 22.0503 will be included in the legislative files for the respective ordinances. 
Um, we also have a note in our report regarding the um, Millbrae Yard and the um, location at Rollins Road in Burlingame. The fiscal year 22-23 capital project, capital budget, includes about 2.2 million for pre-development costs for the Millbrae Yard laboratory and shop improvements, which includes expanding the existing Millbrae administrative building to merge and house water enterprise staff and equipment currently located at Rollins Road. According to SFPUC staff, the commission does not have a plan for the disposition of the Rollins Road facility at this time. The board, we recommend that the board request the PUC general manager report on the proposed disposition of the Rollins Road facility during the review of the PUC two-year operating and capital budget in May of 2024. We also have a note in our report regarding the city distribution division administrative building. The fiscal year 22-23 capital project includes about 2.5 million for pre-development costs to construct a new administrative building for the city distribution division to replace the existing facility at 1990 Newcomb Avenue. According to the PUC's 10-year capital plan, the board has previously approved 45.5 million for the new administrative building, of which 4.3 million has been spent to date. We recommend placing this 2.5 $2,536,607 to be precise on budget and finance committee reserve pending a report to the board of supervisors on facility design, space needs, total project costs and disposition of the 1990 Newcomb Avenue. So just to recap real quick, our recommendations are to first amend the proposed ordinance file 20503 to state that the required report detailing issuance of water revenue bonds approved by file 20830 and file 220503 will be included in the legislative files for the respective ordinances. Two, to request that the PUC general manager report on the, dis the proposed disposition of the Rollins Road facility during the review of the PUC two-year operating and capital budget in May of 2024. Third, to amend file 20502 to place the $2.5 million in the fiscal year 22-23 appropriation for pre-development costs for the city distribution division administrative building on budget and finance committee reserve, pending a report to the board of supervisors on facility design, space needs, total project costs, and disposition of 1990 Newcomb Avenue. And finally, to approve files 20-0503 and 20-0502 as amended. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Chen. Thank you, uh, Chair Ronan. It's not directly relevant to this, but simply just for my um, education and understanding uh, what is by definition a retail customer and wholesale customers. I will attempt to answer that, and if I get it wrong, I invite the PUC staff to answer this. I believe that wholesale customers are generally other jurisdictions throughout Northern California uh, that purchase water from the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission, and I believe retail customers are just San Francisco residences and businesses. Great, thank you. Sure, um, if there's no other questions or comments, Mr. Clerk, can we please open up items 13 and 14 for public comment? Yes, Madam Chair, members of the public who wish to speak on these items and are joining us in person should line up now. For those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2480-069-6647, then press pound twice. Once connected, press star three to enter the speaker line. Uh, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and that will be your cue to begin your comments. 
We have no in-person speakers here in the chamber. Uh, Jaime, can you unmute our caller, please? Uh, David Pilpel again. So uh, again, I have no objection to these uh, items. I uh, agree with the budget analyst's uh, recommendation to have a report back on um, the design of the new CDD uh, facility and uh, issues regarding Rollins Road. Um, I would suggest um, uh, maximizing the scope of uh, that uh, report to in include all of the uh, PUC uh, water power sewer and administrative uh, facility uh, needs and projects associated with that. Um, the PUC has a huge uh, real estate portfolio. I'm not particularly interested in watershed lands or golf courses uh, at the present time, but the new uh, CDD uh, facility, the Rollins uh, Road facility, the um, water uh, facilities in uh, Millbrae, um, the uh, digester uh, facilities in the southeast, 1550 uh, Evans, there's a, a, a large amount of uh, space currently used and space needs in the southeast uh, part of the city, kind of uh, uh, south of uh, Chavez and uh, east of uh, 101. I would suggest some focus on that. It's current, the current uses, the intended or planned uh, uses, what happens when some of the, that property becomes uh, surplus, including the south side of the southeast uh, treatment plant and uh, 1990 uh, Newcomb, uh, where the uh, power enterprise uh, yard facilities uh, end up uh, in the city. There are just a, a number of real estate issues that I don't think have gotten uh, sufficient uh, airing. And with uh, Michael Carlin uh, retiring in a month, uh, I think the leadership on those real estate issues uh, is, is going to, some more leadership is going to be needed uh, there. So I would uh, encourage uh, that report to be as comprehensive as possible, again, followed by uh, a hearing at an appropriate board committee, this or another committee. Thanks for listening. Thank you, David Pilpel, for your comments. And Madam Chair, there are no more callers in the queue. Public comment is now closed. I don't think I need to read the whole thing again, right? I can just say I'd like to amend item 13 and 14 as uh, stated by the budget legislative analyst. Absolutely, Madam Chair. <laughs> and we can do it simultaneously? <laughs> yes, Madam Chair. Okay, can I uh, get a second for second. that motion? Can we get a roll call vote? Uh, yes, on that motion, on both, uh, to, uh, to amend both uh, items 13 and 14 uh, as stated by the, or as offered by the uh, budget and legislative analyst, uh, Vice Chair, uh, sorry, offered by Chair Rohn and seconded by Member Walton. Uh, Vice Chair Safai, Safai, I Member Mar, aye. Mar, I Member Chan, aye. Chan, I Member Walton, aye, Walton, I Chair Ronan. aye, Ronan, aye. We have five ayes. This motion's passed unanimously, and Mr. General Manager. Can we count on you to report on the proposed disposition of the Rollins Road facility during the review of the SFPUC's two-year operating capital budget in May of 2024? Of course. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, now, Mr. Clerk, can I make a motion to send items 13 and 14 to the full board with positive recommendations as amended? Can I get a second? Second. Seconded by Supervisor Marr. Can we get a roll call vote? On that motion by Chair Rohn and seconded by Member Marr, that uh, these ordinances be forwarded to the full board with a positive recommendation as amended. Vice Chair Safai. 
Safai, aye. Member Mar. Aye. Mar, aye. Member Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Member Walton. Aye. Walton, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. We have five ayes. Great. Those uh, motions passed unanimously. Thank you. Now getting back to the PUC's budget. So I, did you have anything to add from your presentation last week, or should we go straight to the budget and legislative analysts? Please Mr. Goncher. Thank you, Chair Ronan. Um, our recommendations for the Public Utilities Commission are summarized on page 26 of our report. And I would just like to add that we did make some changes from the, our report that was released on Monday. Uh, we did email out those changes and I will go through them um, once after I uh, go through the summary of what our recommendations are. Perfect. Okay. So uh, our recommended reductions to the proposed budget total $4,268,603 in fiscal year 22-23. Of the $4,268,603 in recommended reductions, $3,468,277 are ongoing savings and $800,326 are one-time savings. These reductions would still allow an increase of approximately not approximately, exactly $143,338,767 or 9.5% in the department's fiscal year 22-23 budget. Our recommended reductions for the proposed budget total $3,730,071 in fiscal year 23-24. Of those recommended reductions, $3,369,810 are ongoing savings and $360,261 are one-time savings. These reductions would still allow an increase of $35,091,198, or 2.1% in the department's fiscal year 23-24 budget. Now, regarding the uh, revisions that were made, we did make uh, some revisions to the Water Enterprise recommendations and the Clean Power SF recommendations. Those revisions were captured in the summary I just read to you. Um, the changes we made in the water enterprise um, from the report that was issued on Monday, we um, have removed uh, recommendation number four and number five. That those were contained on page 30 of our report. That would reduce um, our total recommended reductions in fiscal year 22-23. Uh, from the $1,617,059 to $1,540,804. And in the second year, it reduces the ongoing savings to $1,328,054 and the total to, uh, in the second year, $1,364,413. And then the changes in Clean Power SF we're both on page 35 of the report that was issued on Monday, and those were to um, remove recommendation number one and number three. The removal of those recommendations reduces the um, ongoing uh, reductions to fiscal year 22-23 to $505,708, with the total for 22-23 being now $552,066. In addition, the amount that we recommended reducing for fiscal year 23-24 ongoing has reduced to $448,341, and, and the total is uh, also reduced by the same amount, or to the same amount. And that concludes my summary of our recommendations for PUC. Our understanding is that the department is in agreement. Thank you, just confirming that. 
Uh, that is correct. Okay, great. Supervisor Mark? Thank you. Um, Mr. Gunter, can you just, I, I didn't see the uh, updated report, but can you just restate what the, the total amount is for the, the recommended uh, reductions for, for each year? Sure. So for, for the entire Public Utilities Commission for fiscal year 22-23, the total amount of reductions are $4,268,603. And for fiscal year, fiscal year 23, 24, the total is now $3,730,071. Great, thank you. Um, yeah, I, well, actually I did wanna, I'm sorry, go back to item number eight, the, the appropriation, and, and just speak about the importance of, of that item, the, the appropriation for the, the green tariff and um, disadvantaged communities green tariff program. And I appreciate, um, you know, the, the state funding for that, and then also the the the, the funding for the um, the customer programs that that are incentivizing um, building decarbonization and, and other types of renewable energy, and and that these are um, among the most um, developed programs we have in the city to um, to as a step towards our address or implementing our climate action plan, and um, and really moving you know um, getting our, to our net zero. Um, emissions um, goal of 2040 at by 2040 and um, um, and you know we so the the Department of the Environment you know is, is um, you know we heard from them last week on their budget presentation and um, and they've um, you know they, they've they have a pro budget proposal um, for sta staffing up to really implement the climate action plan and, and building the capacity that's necessary for us to, to, to achieve those goals. So I re re really appreci appreciate the PUC's work is, is really central to that. Um, but I do have a question for this, the reduction in the PUC budget. Um, um, those amounts, like for, for, the, for the, the two years, are fairly close to what the Department of, of the Environment's um, um, climate and equity proposal was. I think it, it was around Four million a year for the next two years, just to really staff up um, in order to, to implement the climate action plan. So, is there a way to um, to, to somehow direct the, the reductions in the PUC budget um, to help support the Department of the Environment's um, budget proposal to implement the climate action plan? Because I think there's a there's a very um, you know close connection. Because um, as we and really the for the climate action plan, it's it's to electrify um, and decarbonize 150,000 buildings and then um, and electrify over 1.3 million vehicles. So, so I'm just, yeah, I guess I'm just trying to see if there's a way to request, um, to, to explore that something like this. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I, budget analysts can say uh, what they want. I, I would only say, supervisors, that, you know, we're under, um, some restrictions with Prop 218 to have nexus between uh, what we do and, 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 and ratepayer funds. So I couldn't make any commitment uh, as to where we could redirect uh, uh, money at this point. But obviously, um, climate change and working cooperatively with the Department of the Environment is something that we've done uh, and we continue to do uh, in terms of um, uh, uh, working cooperatively and focusing money where we have been able to, and we'll, that's, uh, that, that relationship is something that we'll continue to do. 
Um, Risa Sandler for the controller's office. Uh, that's essentially what I was just going to add. Um, the, as, as the general manager stated, there are restricted uses of funds at the PUC, and they have to carefully manage that. So I would suggest, um, if you chose, to maybe ask that the department look into that, if there are eligible, if it's eligible to do that, in which case they could set up, a, uh, there are ways in the city to uh, have a work order between departments, but it really depends on if it's an allowable use. Got it, I, I appreciate that. And again, just the idea is um, for the climate action plan, you know, in, um, the, the key strategy there is to move to, to decarbonize our buildings and move to all electric buildings and then for our vehicles, um, yeah, to move to all electric vehicles. So there's a close connection to, I think, to clean power SF and, and really increasing, um, um, yeah, clean power SF's customer and, and revenue. So, 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 how, so uh, yeah, I would like to just explore these discussions, I guess, with the PC and SFE. So. We can certainly have a conversation with the Department of the Environment Supervisor. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted to start with a question for the budget and legislative analyst, and feel free to chime in at any point, general manager. So last week you had said that there were 529 vacant positions funded in the budget. And then thank you to Mr. Spitz, who followed up on my question. I appreciate you always, I just always appreciate how on top of uh, following up your, your department is. Um, said that you really have a plan to hire 234 of those positions in the next, actually, I don't know if it's in the next, yeah, in the next two fiscal years. So I'm wondering how many positions have we funded in this two-year budget that we actually, there aren't realistic plans to hire in the next two years? Well, I would just say, uh, Supervisor. Sorry, I'm looking at you, but I asked you. But either, if both, if you could both chime in. <laughs> I would. L let me let me just state, make a general comment. Um, as we sat here and we we talked about um, uh, the challenges that uh, we face, not just here, but in city departments, and I think it's something that you've identified, um, Supervisor. Uh, uh, attracting and retaining talent is the number one thing, and we are all doing everything we can to make sure that we have a workforce that um, does its best on behalf of the residents of the city and county of San Francisco. And I respect um, your focus on this issue. And you're, you are correct that uh, I did identify a number of positions and I gave some sense as to where we were at in the process and what realistically we could hope to um, uh, achieve quickly. And I think um, Vice Chair Safai said, well, you're not gonna hire all those people here in the next year. And candidly, I said, no. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't uh, uh, try. And uh, we are working with DHR, and we are working with other city departments about how we can streamline, how we, how we can coordinate, how we can share tests. And it is the number one thing is to have uh, the ability to react uh, nimbly. And you should just understand, Supervisor, in case, just I'm trying to uh, anticipate your question. Um, you should just be aware that when we have um, salary savings or attrition or we're unable to, to hire for a position, that money goes back to our balances and our savings account. 
and I can't spend that money unless I come back to the Board of Supervisors to seek your approval to, to spend that money. So you always have that uh, uh, checklist, but it's an important to recognize that when we, especially in an environment where um, we have, I think you're aware, we had zero uh, increases in water rates and whatnot, we're being as, 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 as lean as we can, and that money is not gonna be spent unless we come back to you. But um, having the ability to go after and hire those people is key to us being able to deliver on priorities that I think this board has. So, and, and just to respond to you and then, um, sorry, I'm so bad at math. Um, I was actually good at math in high school and then got really bad at it as an adult. I don't really understand how that happened, but. Um, so, that makes sense for, you know, I, you know, you're a very talented person and I, your staff is very talented, so I would say, like, I might even go to a hundred vacant positions that you don't have planned to hire, but we're talking 295 positions that you, you don't even know exactly what your plan is to hire those positions. I, I wouldn't say, I'm not going to go that far, Supervisor, to say we don't have uh, we don't know what we, it's, it's the ability to get th these, these positions uh, hired. And I forgot, I think actually the irony is in the six months that I've been in office, I just got a report this morning from our HRS director that we were able to hire, what was the, what was the, the number we had, Charles? 150 new people that we brought in the door or something like that? 150 new people we brought in the door over, in six months. So, and, and because we've already started with my new HRS director to, to be able to streamline and go out and uh, uh, um, uh, be more aggressive in our hiring. So we know what we have to do, but there's been a combination of transition. There's been a combination of um, lack of ability citywide to get um, tests out the door and to, to, to get through rules and, and regulations. And I think that we are going to pick up significantly, I'm not going to lie and make a commitment that I'm going to be able to hire 529 people over the course of the next year. But the fact that I've been able to bring in 150 over the course of the last six months shows that we are being aggressive and going out there and we're going to, and that we need to have that ability if we're going to be able to satisfy our mission and do what you need, what you want done. I, I have no doubt, but I, I, I would, and that is impressive. 150 positions in six months is impressive, but I'm imagining a lot of those folks followed you because you're the because you're a very popular manager, and <laughs> I wish I was that lucky, supervisor. And remember, I don't have I don't have a bunch of at will positions like I used to. Otherwise, I would say you're probably right. <laughs> um, I, I guess I want to hear from Mr. Goncher. I, I I just I'm having a hard time reconciling, and 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 I understand that this, you know, it's not like general fund departments where it goes into an ad back pot. I get it that it stays within PUC. If I might, Supervisor, sure. before you um, uh, get sure, to Mr. Sure. Goncher, um, we're pre uh, we've, we sent this. Yes. We sent this to you, Supervisor. Uh, it's 234 average hires each year for the next two years. So each year, I see. Okay, I read that as over the past two, over the next two years. I read that wrong. Okay. Nice catch, Jeremy. Saving your boss. <laughs> um, and so, um, okay, you want to say something else? One sec.
Do answer the question today. Hi, Supervisors, Chair Rona and Laura Bush, the Budget Director for PUC. I just wanted to point out that we already have budgeted attrition of about 227 FTE in the F uh, FY22-23 budget. 270 what? We have 227 FTE of attrition already in the FY22. Over the two years? In just in, that's in just one year. So we have salary okay. savings budgeted equivalent to approximately 227 FTE. So we're that's already considering that we will have salary savings in the budget, recognizing that there are vacancies. Oh, that is, that is significant. Um, okay, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, as far as I'm concerned, I'll see how the rest of the committee feels. I'm happy to go forward with your budget today and appreciate that you reached agreement with the budget and legislative analyst. I will be digging into these numbers a little bit and calling you and talking to you about them, but that great staff, the, the combination of the two years plus the, the, that, that is significant. So that attrition is in both, for 200, the, the, the attrition savings is the equivalent of 227 positions in each year? Uh, yes, it's 227 in FY22-23 and 229 in FY23-24. That's very, that's very significant. The, those okay. numbers might have changed slightly since the BLA's recommendations did increase attrition. Um, so it went up. Okay. No, 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 I appreciate that. That's very helpful. Supervisor, you do have my commitment. I understand your interest in this and... Um, you have my commitment that we'll work with you and you know, share numbers with you all along the way and uh, we'll continue to be hopefully a model uh, agency of where people want to come to work so we get everything filled. Okay, and, and then just wanting to hear from Mr. Goncher, so lis in listening to this whole conversation and sort of since the, these May 1st departments are a practice run for uh, the next stage of this budget process, when you're looking at these massive uh, budget vacants or massive budgeted positions that are vacant how do you go about determining what a reasonable attrition number is and what a reasonable amount of positions to keep budgeted and vacant I'd, I'd just love to hear your how you even go about that process for different departments sure that's a great question chair Ronan so one of the first things that we do is we look at and uh, review reports that come out of the budget system that the controller's office provides us access to that shows salary savings. Uh, it shows, we look at the previous, usually the previous two full fiscal years to get kind of a trend analysis. Mm -hmm. And then we look at the current year and try to project forward, given that we're not fully uh, exhausted through the fiscal year, but try to make an, an educated guess on where they're going to end up in this year. Um, after that, we then um, look at information that's provided by the departments on specific vacancies. Um, we request that about a month before budget process starts. Uh, we have an initial request that asks for uh, each vacancy, the position number, when it, when it first became vacant and whether the department is holding it open for attrition savings to meet their their budget attrition savings target mm -hmm. so if we're seeing salary savings and we think they're going to have salary savings then we will um, either um, say that you know your attrition needs to increase to match where you're realistically going to be or we say or some kind of combination of that or saying you know what 
you have a lot of vacancies that have been out there for multiple years. It's time to take them off the books. Um, so we have done that in some cases of the PUC where we said um, this, this vacant position should be uh, deleted from the budget. Okay, okay, super helpful. Thank you, thank you. Uh, colleagues, any, any further questions? Doesn't... One final thing, no, supervisors, if, unless somebody has yeah, a I was, question. I was, I was just gonna say, I, I appreciate you taking our comments to heart last week. It's something that this is not unique to the PUC. It's this very similar question that we're asking of all departments. It's also something that we're working closely with HR and organized labor. I know a lot of the positions that I see here that are harder to fill are skilled and in the skilled crafts. So we're working with them on a proposal uh, that we're trying to finalize over the next couple months that I think will help in the facilitate the speed with which people can be hired uh, into your department. So we appreciate you taking it to heart and looking uh, deeply and, and clearly understand that any money that you don't spend or savings goes back into your department in other ways. And so we want to give you the flexibility to hire as quickly as possible. So we appreciate that. Thank you, Supervisor. And I just want to first of all thank all of you, uh, you and your staffs as, as they work with our uh, uh, budget folks during the course of this uh, process. Your, your staff ask questions and we try to get those answers and I appreciate that from both of you and uh, from all of you. And uh, I just want to also thank the B our BLA analysts, Amanda Guma and Severin Campbell, who were very cooperative working with our office and uh, Ashley Groffenberger and Radhika Mel Mahorda from um, the mayor's office. Very much appreciate that. Thank you very much. And Risa Sandler from the controller's office. I mean, you know, it, we wouldn't be able to get through this process without the help of all of them and all of your staff. So we very much appreciate all the uh, hard work and um, uh, good questioning that everybody gave us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So to the controller, please note that it's this committee's intention to accept the PUC's budget with the BLA's recommendations. And we will move on. Thank you so much to our last department, which is the retirement system. Mr. Goncher, would you like to present? Yes, thank you, Chair Rooney. Our recommendations for the retirement system are summarized on page 41 of our report. Our recommended reductions to the proposed budget total $506,319 in fiscal year 22-23. Of this amount, $65,200 are ongoing savings and $441,119 are one-time savings. These reductions would still allow increase. <laughs> Might be some gremlin in the microphone here. Uh, so the reductions would still allow an increase of about $1.9 million or 4.7% in the department's fiscal year 22-23 budget. Our recommended reductions to the proposed budget total $65,200 in fiscal year 23-24. Of the $65,200 in recommended reductions, $55,200 are ongoing savings and $10,000 are one-time savings. The reductions would still allow an increase of $1,277,537 or 2.9% in the department's fiscal year 23-24 budget. Our understanding is that the department does agree with our recommendations and we are available for any questions.
Thank you so much. And is anyone here um, from the retirement system, maybe online, just to... Um, it looks like nobody is here from the Somebody's on. Chair Ronan, good afternoon. Uh, this is Jay Hewish, the executive director. Um, we were able to reach an agreement with uh, BLA's office, and we appreciate their willingness to negotiate. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Colleagues, is there any comments or questions? Seeing none, uh, to the controller, please note that this it's the committee's intention to accept the retirement systems budget with the uh, budget and legislative uh, analyst recommendations. Thank you. We did it. Um, quick question. Do we call public comment now on one, two, and three, or do we call four and five first and then call public comment on one, two, and three? At your discretion, Madam Chair. Um, yeah, we can, we can we can totally take public comment on one, two, and three now, let's and then dispense with the four and five. Yes. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> so, members of the public who wish to speak on items one, two, and three regarding uh, the selected department's budget and are joining us in person should line up now. Uh, for those listening remotely, please call four one five six five five zero 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 one. Enter the meeting ID of two four eight zero zero six nine six six four seven. Then press pound twice. Once connected, you will need to press star three to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and that will be your queue to begin your comments. Seeing no in-person speakers, uh, Jaime, please uh, please unmute our caller. Can you hear me now? Still can. Okay, David Pilpel. So uh, here are the comments that I had for items uh, one to three. I was gonna ask about posting the slides from uh, last week. The wrong slides were put up for the Department of the Environment, but that's been uh, fixed. The schedule for the budget process, I finally found uh, buried on Supervisor Ronan's uh, website a uh, budget hearing uh, schedule that was as of last week, but it still shows uh, hearings starting at one o'clock, including today's, and the schedule seems a little uh, odd. Anyway, I suspect that's gonna get updated, but it was buried and not uh, called out. Uh, as I indicated earlier, there are no um, uh, written expectations for public comment, nothing on today's agenda that explained that, nothing on the budget website. Uh, most of the uh, content there is 2021. I would ask that that content not be erased but archived as 2021 uh, content and a new page created for 2022. Um, that's at sfbos.org uh, slash budget information, one word, no, um, no anything in between. Uh, the controller is supposed to list the budget meetings, and I didn't find that there. The mayor's office seems to have documents posted, so points for the mayor's office. The sf.gov uh, website with topic uh, budget, that's kind of a mess with 
previous years, current year, future years. Somebody needs to clean up all those websites. I was going to comment on the airport, but I don't have uh, time. And environment, I think, will need additional staff to comply with the behest payments legislation and for other uh, purposes. Perhaps that will be discussed in the future. The BLA re recommendations that you just discussed for the various departments are not posted anywhere. So how could I make informed public comment on the recommendations that you just took prior to having public comment when they're Speaker's not available, I think realistic. Can I finish my thought? Go ahead, go finish your thought. Hurry. Thank you. I, I think realistic position authorization is important. Some flexibility, yes, but not all the total vacancies. So please try to reduce the authorized position count to a more realistic number. That's a good approach. Thank, Thank you. you. Any more public comment? Chair Ronan, that, that concludes the, uh, the queue. Public comment is now closed. Um, just to inform the public, uh, public comment works the same in Budget and Finance Committee and Budget and Appropriations Committee as it does in any other committee. After each item, uh, there is public comment. And when we're discussing budgets at Budget and Appropriation, um, we hear all the budgets. And then at the end of the day, hear public comment for all of those budgets. And then separate from that, we will have an entire day of public comments uh, on the budget as a whole. So there's nothing new in our public comments procedures than our regular public comment procedures. Uh, so I just want to make the public aware of that. That, that is how it works. Uh, also just want to make a note that the budget and legislative analyst reports uh, are on the um, www.sfbos.org. Correct, under budget and legislative analysts? Mr. Uh, I believe they are posted on the SF Legistar site. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you don't, you don't post them on, our, on um, the budget and legislative analyst section of the Board of Supervisors website? I'm just looking at it right now. Uh, I know you have your reports there, but not, okay, so not the, not these. So it's, it's, they're all on Legistar together with the items that are posted uh, on the agenda. If you click, if you go, uh, this is just general information for the public. If you go to the committee meetings uh, tab under meeting information on the Board of Supervisors website, and you click on any committee agenda, any committee, you click on the agenda, there's a hyperlink on every single agenda item. That hyperlink uh, will include any documents related with that item, including the budget and legislative analyst report. Um, that's just for you know the rest of this process going forward. Thank you so much. Did I close public comment? I think I did. So, Mr. Clerk, can you please call item number four? Thank you, Madam Chair. Item number four is a resolution concurring with the controller certification that department services previously approved can be performed by private contractor for a lower cost than similar work performed by the city and county uh, employees for the following services. Uh, security information and guest services, parking operations, shuttle bus services for the airport, uh, citations 
paratransit parking meter collection, security towing, transit shelter cleaning services for the Municipal Transportation Agency, and uh, janitorial and uh, security services for the port, and security services for the Public Utilities Commission. Members of the public who wish to provide comment on this item should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2480-069-6647, then press pound twice. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three, line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you so much. Um, and Risa Sandler from the controller's office is going to report on item number four. Thank you. Yes, I'm Risa Sandler from the controller's office. The item before you is an annual resolution that uh, speaks to uh, services that are contracted out and which our office has done an analysis to determine that it's less expensive for it to be contracted than to be provided by city, uh, city staff. There are 13 different um, individual Prop J analyses as part of this resolution that go with the May budget. They're for the airport, MTA, port, and PUC. And I'm happy to answer any questions. Any questions, colleagues? Seeing none, can we please open this item up for public comment? Thank you, Madam Chair. Members of the public who wish to speak on this item and are joining us in person should line up now to speak. Uh, for those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2480-069-6647, then press pound twice. Once connected, you will need to press star three to enter to speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you haven't unmuted. And as your queue to begin your comments, we have no in-person speakers. Uh, Jaime, can you unmute our speaker? Good afternoon, Supervisors. Mark Gleason here, uh, representing and speaking on behalf of the officers of Teamster 665 in San Francisco. Um, historically, 665 has always supported this resolution and is continuing to do so. Uh, we've supported it really since the voters had first approved uh, this, uh, this proposition so many decades ago. The reason is, is our members work in so many uh, of these uh, uh, parking operations, shuttle bus drivers and other kinds of, of jobs that are out there the towing. And our sister local, Teamster Locals, also represent so many members. So we're happy to continue to support uh, this resolution uh, and are happy to work with various city departments that oversee these services. And I know our members are going to continue, our sisters and brothers, are going to continue to do the best service they can uh, in these positions uh, going forward. Thank you. Thank you, Mark Lisa, for your comments. Madam Chair, there are no more speakers in the queue. Public comment is now closed. I'd like to make a motion to send this item to the full board with a positive recommendation. Can I have a second? Second. Seconded by President Walton. Can you please take a roll call vote? On that motion by Chair Run and seconded by Member Walton, that this resolution be forwarded to the full board with a positive recommendation. Vice Chair Safai. Safai, I member Mar absent. Member Chan. Chan, I. Member Walton. Aye. Walton, I. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, I. We have four ayes with Member Mar absent. The motion passes unanimously. Can you please read item number five? 
Yes, Madam Chair. Item number five is an ordinance amending the administrative code to adjust existing surcharges on permit fees, license fees, permit review fees, and permit and license renewal fees for permits and licenses issued by the Planning Department, uh, Department of Building Inspection, Department of Public Works, Department of Public Health, uh, the Police Department, and the Entertainment Commission that may be appealed to the Board of Appeals and affirming the Planning Department's determination under CEQA. Uh, members of the public who wish to provide comment uh, on this ordinance should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2480069-6647, then press pound twice. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three, line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Uh, please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Ms. Graffenberger. Good afternoon, Ashley Graffenberger, Mayor's Budget Director. Uh, I think I'm also joined remotely by Ju Julie Rosenberg from Board of Appeals. Um, before you today is an ordinance to adjust Board of Appeals surcharges on permit fees. Approximately 97% of Board of Appeal operating revenue is generated by surcharges on new and renewed permits. Uh, this fee is a surcharge that individuals and businesses pay on top of the fees that they pay for doing business with the city for the purposes of supporting the operations of the department. Uh, each year, the controller's office reviews the fees to make sure that they can recover for the departmental costs. Um, these fees were last rebalanced in 2018, and over time, uh, those fees have not kept up with costs of the department. Uh, this legislation adjusts and right-sizes those surcharges based on an updated analysis. Uh, surcharges for permit fees for the Department of Building Inspections and um, Planning will increase from $22.50 to $37.00. Um, and those from DPW will increase from $7 to $9. Uh, fees from the Department of Public Health will actually decrease from $46 to $43. Police from $6 to $3. And Entertainment Commission from 4 to 2 uh, That completes my presentation. Happy to answer any questions. Any questions, colleagues? Super uh, President Malton? Just a quick uh, question, Director Groffenberger. So how do we maintain the departments w without the increase in the charges general fund or how to we'll fill the gap um, Lisa Sandler for the controller's office so part of what we do in our quarterly reports is we're talking about revenue projections and expenditure projections during the year so it really depends on the department um, in, in one case I can think of, the, uh, there's deferred revenue that was correct, collected in the past that for, and it was able to be accessed as the actual services were happening. But other than that, it really depends on um, what's happening in that particular department. Thank you. No more questions? Okay, let's please open that, this item to public comment. Yes, members of the public who wish to uh, speak on this item and are joining us from, uh, in person should line up now. For those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. Enter the meeting ID of 2480069-6647 and pound twice. Once connected, you will need to press star three to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been admitted and there'll be a queue to begin your comments. We have no in-person speakers and... Uh, Jaime, I want you to uh, unmute our caller. 
uh, David Pilfell for the last time today. So it's a little difficult to read uh, parts of this legislation. Some of the dollar amounts, the 45 to 43 or 43 to 45, uh, have one of the, the numbers left alone and the other struck out and underlined in the future where there's legislation that includes dollar amount. I would uh, strongly uh, suggest that the dollar amount to be removed be entirely struck out and the new dollar amount uh, be included separately and underlined so that it's very clear what it's going from and to. Uh, Charter Section 2.109 has specific timing requirements for uh, rates, fees, and similar charges within 30 days of submission by the mayor, the Board of Soups shall approve by ordinance or reject any rate, fee, or similar charge to be imposed by any department except those, da -da -da -da, et cetera. Um, in the past, when there's been a timing issue, so it could not get to the full board for action within 30 days of May 1st, in this case, the mayor had to resubmit the fee legislation so that the board could act within 30 days. You may want to ask the city attorney, mayor's office, controller's office, somebody whether that charter section 2.109 timing is met with your action today to send it out to the full board, which would not get final action within uh, 30 days as required. And finally, back on the BLA reports, I did find the revised BLA report on the PUC in the file ending in 490, 491, and 492, but no other BLA reports. So nowhere that I've found in Legistar in any public-facing file are the BLA reports on the other May departments other than the PUC. Thanks. Jaime, do we have any more colors? Madam Chair, that completes our queue. Public comment is now closed. Can I make a motion to send this item to the full board with a positive recommendation? Can I have a second? Second. Can, seconded by President Walton. Can we have a roll call vote? On that motion by Chair Run and seconded by Member Walton that this ordinance be forwarded to the full board with a positive recommendation. Vice Chair Safai. Safai, I Member Marr. Member Mar absent, Member Chan. Chan, aye. Member Walton. Aye. Walton, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. We have four ayes with Member Mar absent. The motion passed unanimously. Mr. Clerk, do we have any other items on the agenda? Uh, we haven't dispensed with uh, items one, two, and three. We held public that comment. That is true. Um, can we, uh, can I get, can I make a motion to uh, that states that we've heard and then file item one. Can I get a second for that motion? Seconded by President Walton. Can we have a roll call vote? On that motion by Chair Ronan, seconded by Member Walton, that uh, the hearing as item number one be heard and filed by uh, Vice Chair Safai. Safai, aye. Member Mar. Oh, yeah, Member Mar's absent. Member Chan. Chan absent. Member, uh, sorry, Chan, aye. <laughs> Member Walton. Aye. Walton, aye. Chair Ronan. Here. I mean, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Ronan, aye. We have four ayes with Member Barr absent. The motion passes unanimously. And can I get a second on the motion that items two and three be amended to accept the recommended reductions proposed by the BLA for select departments? Second. And can we have a roll, seconded by President Walton, can we have a roll call on that motion? 
On that motion by Chair Run and seconded by Member Walton, that items, uh, yeah, items two and three uh, be amended to accept the uh, BLA's uh, recommendations for reductions. Uh, Vice Chair Safai. Safai, I Member Mar. Member Mar absent. Member Chan. Chan, I. Member Walton. Aye. Walton, I. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, I. We have four eyes with Member Mar absent. Um, thank you. And can we now, uh, can I get a second to continue items two and three to the call of the chair? Second. Seconded by President Walton. We have a roll call vote. On that motion by Chair Ronan, seconded by Member Walton, uh, that the ordinances in as items two and three be continued to the call of the chair. Uh, Vice Chair Safai. Safai, aye. Member Mar. Mar absent. Member Chan. Chan, aye. Member Walton. Aye. Walton, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. We have four ayes with Member Mar absent. Motion passes unanimously. Now, Mr. Clerk, do we have any other items on the agenda? Uh, Madam Chair, that concludes our business. Uh, the meeting is now adjourned. Thank you, everyone.